Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Jane Bloomfield. I'm Head of Business Development at Cantor. I'm joined today by Doreen Wang, very fortunately. Um, and Doreen is Cantor's Global Head of Brands EU. So welcome, Doreen. Hello. Hi, thank you very much, Jane. Uh, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? So we have just recently launched our new ranking. Um, and the plan today is to have a bit of a chat about why things like brand rankings are so important. So if I could start with just asking you, why... Why do we at Cantor and WPP produce this ranking and why is it so important to our clients? Yeah, uh, Jane, as uh, we all know that there is a gap between marketing and finance. And we have all these marketing investments, what, but what is the ROI and how to prove that marketing really play a very important role in a company's financial growth, in company's value growth overall. So brands and the brand valuation ranking is serving that purpose. And so we have been doing the brand valuation and ranking for the past 14 years. And what is brand equity? We believe that brand equity exists in the minds and hearts of the consumers. And because consumers are aware of you, know you, and they try you, and they experience you, and they start to love and they endorse you. So that brand equity is one of the key measurements of Brandz. And Brandz is the number one brand valuation platform worldwide. And because we are 100% focused on consumers. So over the past 14 years, we have interviewed 4 million consumers around the world and accumulated 5 billion data points in our database. So Brandz is, is the big data and it is the largest brand equity building platform worldwide. 
every June, we are launching the global top 100, and we are also launching the UK top 75, US top 100, and uh, China top 100, and other 17 countries. So Brandy by far is not just a global ranking platform, but uh, the local countries are, are doing a lot of rankings and, uh, and many, many brands, so over 50% of the brands on Brandy use Brandy as their annual KPI and the CEO, CMOs, and even use Brandy as their uh, part of their bonus. And the other very, very important users of Brandy are the investors because they count on the Brandy result um, to select their portfolio and who are the most strong brands now and who are the fast growing brands in the future. Your brand equity today is your financial growth potential in the future. Who are the most uh, valuable brands right now? Yeah, today, 2019, we have a big change, Jane. I heard their story and I heard a rumor. There's a big change. <laughs> yeah, not Google or Apple anymore. And these two are, are were, uh, competing for the first place for the last 12 years. And this year we had a new number one, and that is Amazon. Amazon has achieved a brand value of $315 billion. Only in the last year, the growth is over 50%. But when we think of Amazon, Amazon is not just an e-commerce brand anymore. Uh, Amazon, Amazon Go, Prime, and Video, and Alexa, and Amazon have been in every single area of people's life. It's providing services in 15 categories, and they are all connected uh, surrounding consumers' lives. What is interesting, Jane, is uh, only uh, five years ago, Apple's brand value was six times bigger than Amazon's. But over the past five years, and the Amazon's ecosystem has been kept building and expanding aggressively and in multiple countries. And the speed is, is really, really impressive. So it's not just an ecosystem concept anymore. It is bringing the concept into reality, uh, which is making this world's new number one. And so you mentioned that it had a 52% growth sort of year on year. That's a pretty big number. Is it, or is it, you know, is that sort of growth something that we see typically for other brands within the ranking? And, and you know, is that sort of achievable for other brands out there too? Mm, yeah, that's a great question, Jane. Uh, Amazon is not alone. This year, our fastest riser, Instagram, has achieved a value growth of 92%, so almost a double uh, the brand value, and followed by uh, Lululemon and the premium yogurt and uh, creating a new fitness category. Uh, the brand value also achieved over 70%. There are also many other fast risers uh, from different categories. And when we look at the top 20 fast risers, quite interesting. They are not just from technology category or you know, some um, fast growing um, uh, e-commerce or retail, no. They are coming from across 10 categories. So you should be, uh, you are able to see uh, personal care like Shiseido, like cosmetic brand. You're able to, to see like Lululemon and uh, Chipotle has a, has a great turnaround in the past couple of years. 
and uh, and the growth are coming from different categories, but they have one thing in common. And these brands and keep refreshing and reminding their uh, products and offerings. And these brands keep innovating, and uh, and uh, and disrupting the status quo. So. That is making us very excited every year we see the top risers and what are the drivers behind their growth. And the, the number one driver behind everything is that percept, perceived innovation. And those brands who are perceived high on innovation are able to grow their brand value, which is seven times faster than the average brands. So innovation is not just for innovation's sake. Um, it's not just your R&D investment, that holistic, perception on the innovation of, uh, of brands is the, the real driver and behind the growth. So you touch on a really interesting point there around innovation. And I know you and I, when we've talked in the past, we've talked about how people, there are myths around innovation. You know, people think it's either product innovation or, you know, as you mentioned, uh, technological innovation. And that's not always the case, is it? So when you've talked about the fastest risers there, and, and you talked a little bit about they have innovation and disruption in common, are there other things that they're doing? Do you think that many of the brands who are perhaps not rising as quickly or possibly those who are, who are dropping out of the ranking really need to sit up and take notice of? Yes, and actually this year we have... Um, um, dig deeper into our database, into the four, uh, 5 billion uh, data points. And we also interviewed many of the CEOs of the most valuable brands of the fast risers. And there are uh, four lessons we have learned uh, from these CEOs and uh, the brand builders. And the lesson number one is be purposeful. Yes, we are living in the VUCA age. And we always call this world is a VUCA world is V for volatile. And U is uncertain. And the, the lots of political for different political forces, Brexit and US-China trade issue. And um, C, complex. Lots of brands are keep building and, and expanding their ecosystem across uh, different categories. And last is A, ambiguity, all the boundaries, the traditional category boundaries start blurred and competition is increasing. So the lesson number one is, yes, in the VUCA world, brands do need to be purposeful. But consumers, people are not expecting all brands to save the world, but they do expect brands to deliver value in a responsible and ethical way. Uh, we are seeing brands like Nike and uh, take a very strong stand and dream crazy and grow their value by 23%. But on the other hand, some other brand woke washing and ended up with um, a lot of criticism on the purpose it's being purposeful is not just a storytelling and it definitely needs a story doing and need a great execution to deliver it in a responsible way. And lesson number two we have learned is building the ecosystem. Yes, innovation is very, very important. It is the biggest driver, but innovation is not for the innovation's sake. And let me give you an example. Uh, Jeff Bezos and the Amazon CEO, uh, founder CEO once said that in Amazon, in the backyard, we have thousands of innovative products, but none of them consumers seen it or endorse it, and they are useless. And only those 
products and brands being endorsed by the consumers and their brand value can grow seven times faster. So that is a holistic innovation. And a lot of brands in the past year are doing, uh, are building their own ecosystem. So they harden the core. This is my core product. I need to harden it. But in the meantime, I want to build uh, ecosystems surrounding consumers, increasing, evolving needs and expectations. And uh, we talked about Amazon's ex example, but let me give you another example, Alibaba. And Alibaba's ecosystem also has expanded tremendously from um, just e from e-commerce and to food delivery, to video streaming, to social commerce, and many, many more. And it, you do not have to be a tech brand or an APP to build your ecosystem. And like Pizza, uh, Domino's Pizza, it is a pizza brand, but... They believe that pizza is my core, but I'm, I'm going to, to deliver a lot of convenient services to consumers. So beyond pizza, a more healthy food. So it, it's uh, still building their ecosystem surrounding uh, food, uh, surrounding health and wellness. So that is the second lesson. And for all brands, no matter you're tech or non-tech and building and expanding our ecosystem would be the key. And number three is lots of brands are meaningfully disrupting the category and from refresh the, the meanings and to uh, recreating the entire category, they have done a lot of great job. So keep your brand very meaningful to the consumers and about disrupting and exceeding their expectations are becoming more and more important. Last but not least, every time we talk about innovation, we, we keep only looking one direction, that is the West. Uh, all the East, you know, are, are learning from the West, are, uh, you know, taking notes and uh, maybe copying and tagging on and following. But that trend has changed over the last five years. And uh, YouTube is studying hard on TikTok. And Facebook borrows a lot of ideas from WeChat. So we're seeing that especially social commerce, retail, and uh, the China is leading a lot of areas and East is leading a lot of areas. So, so we highly recommend brands. You need to look both ways and for innovation ideas and to drive your long-term innovation growth. So we summarize it into uh, actually three B's, James. is um, three B's for all the brands to consider is break the boundary and build the ecosystem and beyond the expansion. Not just meeting the expectations of consumers, but beyond the expectations. And not only beyond the expectations of consumers, but also beyond the expectations of your own employees. And that's what at the point and you know that you are doing the right thing. And I was going to say, I think one of the things um, that always strikes me is that you pretty much, I think, have one of the best jobs in the world. So you get to go and talk to CEOs, you get to talk to CMOs. Do you get a feel from those conversations, which of, of those sort of four areas around purpose ecosystem or meaningful disruption, East versus West, you, which of those are weighing on their minds the most? Yeah, I think uh, from my conversations with uh, many of the CMO and CEOs in the US and also in China, because I also spend a lot of time uh, in China, I think... Um, one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I would divide the brands into uh, two groups. Yeah. And uh, let's see the tech brands, uh, the internet, the technology brands. And they actually are very keen to learn from the classic brand, the heritage brand, the Coca-Cola, the Unilever's, and they are wondering how could these brands build a hundred year, even two hundred, you know, build like a fifty year, a hundred year brand? How can I become? Uh, how can I achieve sustainable growth? Yeah, you, I may have just a big innovation wave, but then um, I won't be able to support that perception of innovation. So how can I keep growing? And those brands, and they start to learn hard, how can I be more purposeful? And what is uh, the, the brand stands for? And how can I, how can my brand really deliver uh, the purpose and in a meaningful and a differentiating way? And for example, I'm, ta- I'm spending a lot of time with Xiaomi and which is a uh, smart top, uh, top five smartphone players worldwide. And with their founder CEO, and they start with a small uh, and a clear P, not something big, not the, you know, I'm going to rescue the world, not a big purpose, but something tangible, small purpose. And I want to deliver great product and in a very reasonable price. And the consumers find it very excited about my product. So that's their, their, their purpose. And quite interestingly, and and he wants to put that into the center of the organization and executing around it. And that's one type of brand. I see the tech brands are, are trying to learn from the heritage and to achieve sustainable growth. But on the other hand is the heritage brands, yeah, the 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 the, the than PNGs, and they are more uh, care about the growth through perceived innovation, through better brand experiences. So they are keen to partner with the tech brands and with uh, um, many of the new methodologies, and they also work very, very closely. Both brands are very working very closely with Kantar to learn from each other. And we think the other this this heritage brands, and they try to learn how I can drive that perception of innovation, how I can drive further, enhance my consumer experiences. And so we think these two groups, groups of brands are, are learning from each other and accommodating each other. But the central theme is growth. And everybody, when we spend all this time with them, is the central theme is growth. How, I, how can I achieve the growth? It's not just the external, but the internal how to uh, break the silo and how to change the culture, how to uh, transform uh, to a radical um, uh, radical change. And so that's the, the growth is the theme. And actually, I think what I've noticed with the ranking this year is that, uh, that, that growth 
is becoming even bigger. So, so something I noticed was the threshold to get into the global top 100 this year is actually higher than ever. Um, and, and the makeup of the brands, even in the top 100, are changing over time. Younger brands and newer brands coming in and, and how the more traditional and established 100, 200-year-old brands uh, might learn from them. But there's also a changing dynamic in terms of the number of brands like Xiaomi and Chinese and Asian brands that are entering the top 100. Is that right? Is that, do we see sort of, um, as you say, the East meets West beginning to become more prevalent? Yeah, yes. And this year, Jane, we have the uh, largest number of newcomers. We've never had uh, nine newcomers in the previous years. This is the first year we are very excited to welcome uh, nine newcomers to the global top 100. And they are from different countries, uh, from US and Chanel from France, uh, four brands from China and two brands from India. Uh, they are LIC and Tata. And these four brands from China, and there is one brand absolutely highlighting, and that is higher. And uh, actually, yesterday, when I was with uh, Richard Quest on CNN, Richard asked a very interesting question. He said, all our top 10 are technology brands. And how about the manufacturers? So which we're very proud, very excited to share that. And the higher is a manufacturer brand. It is a home appliance brand entering the global top 100. Actually, it's a quite interesting brand recently uh, acquired uh, GE Appliance, acquired Fish and Paco, and Candy is a, um, a premium uh, appliance brand in, uh, in Italy. So uh, Hire has done a lot of merger and acquisition, and not only that, Hire has 80,000 employees, and the company has completely changed the organizational structure from the pyramid. Okay, boss make all the decisions, and right now to the network uh, organizational structure. So everyone is being responsible for the consumers. You all have your little network KPI, and the consumers' feedback and the sales are your everyone's KPI, and the boss are just behind you and to give you resources and give you uh, support and to make great things happen. And with that change, the employees and many of the employees are converting themselves into entrepreneurs. And they start to, to based on consumers' feedback, start to generate a lot of great ideas. And on the higher ecosystem, they are able to, to build those products. And for example, they build their many smart washing machines or waterless washing machines and even uh, the very top niche smartphones. And all this is happening on the manufacturer ecosystem, but the ecosystem is, is nurturing the employees to be creative, to be very innovative. And the thousands of companies are visiting higher to learn this new uh, culture transformation and, uh, and, the, and the structure transformation. And the, the point I want to share with everyone is, we always think big elephants cannot dance. That is not true. From the higher example, and we really see that this big elephant with 80,000 employees around the world in 50 plus markets start to dance. And thanks to this internal change and the brand has successfully changed from just a traditional, quote unquote, traditional manufacturer home appliance brand. Um, I'm sort of visioning a dancing refrigerator. 
I love that idea that elephants can't dance. You know, Hira is a great example, as you say, they're a manufacturer. And one of the things that strikes me about lots of the brands in the global top 100 and, and some of the examples you've talked about today is the use of technology. Um, and they wouldn't necessarily all classify themselves as tech brands, but it strikes me that they're using technology in a very clever way um, to talk to consumers or engage with consumers. Is that something you think is a growing trend that, you know, tech is the enabler rather than the sort of be all and end all? Oh, definitely. And uh, although every brand self-claimed they are technology brands, but we have to be uh, realistic. We are, we are producing pizza. Uh, we are we are making uh, toothpaste, and uh, that's our core business. So, I our recommendation, also market observation is, and many of the FMCG cosmetics, personal care, and manufacturer brands in the past eighteen months, they start to look beyond their category, and to for partners and who can work with them to co-create their ecosystem. It can be tech partner, it can be other brands, you know, and who are my partners and who can co-create my ecosystem. So I'll give you an example, and uh, Apple Pay and, uh, and Goldman Sachs for the first time launched uh, Apple Pay credit card. And that is a big, bold movement for both uh, Apple and for Goldman, as we know that Goldman is not in the in the in the credit card business; it is an investment business. But for them, is they believe that this is the territory they want to expand their ecosystem. So that that's a partnership formed. And the Starbucks uh, in China is just um, has a, all these great Starbucks shops, and it's a great connection uh, among consumers. But Starbucks cannot deliver the drinks because consumers are busy and they want the drinks to be ready in 10 minutes. And but Starbucks is not in the logistic or delivery business. So Starbucks partner with Alibaba and able to deliver the drink, uh, the beverages to consumers house within 10 minutes. Yeah. So what we are seeing is many, many brands are starting to look beyond and find the partner and the partner does not have to be big. You know, and you need to find a partner which is fitting you the best. That is the most important. We always recommend to uh, companies and our Kantar team always recommend to companies that, um, yes, it is time to look beyond your category to find a partner and find the right partner for you. And if you were to kind of look forward with a, a crystal ball and say, you know, what is the most important thing for some of the brands that are slipping through the ranking, as we've talked about some of the fastest risers, um, that inevitably means that that some people are slipping down. If you had a crystal ball and you were saying to them, look, this is really what you need to think about for the next two to, to five years, what would be your, your kind of one piece of advice? That's a great question, uh, Jane. And I, although I do not have the crystal ball, but I do have uh, Kantar, our data, our huge database, I think that's the next best thing, Doreen, honestly. 
<laughs> yeah, the database have a have a have a more uh, accurate <laughs> prediction than. When we uh, look at our uh, um, Brand Z database, um, we use, as you know, that Brand Equity, we use uh, the world leading Kantar MBS framework. So how meaningful, different and, and salient the brand exists in the consumer's mind. Um, when we compare the top 100 most valuable brands and versus those dropouts in the past 12 years, and Jane, can you make a guess how many dropouts do have have we got in the past fourteen years? Oh, I like a game like this. Um, I'm going to guess um thirty two. Well, you are you that that's a very humble guess, Jane. And uh, actually, it's funny in Indonesia, uh, a CEO told us one hundred twenty. I said no, it's a, the total is one hundred, <laughs> and yeah, but. And Jane is a modest guess, and the number is somewhere in between. It's 52. So it's over half of the brands has been replaced uh, over the past 14 years. The speed is really, really uh, fast. But when we compare these 52 dropouts versus the top 100, and uh, actually they are still as salient as the top 100. These 52 brands are quite famous brands. And they are, you know, still a household well-known brands. Uh, but what they're lagging behind is unmeaningful and different. So they are not as meaningful to the consumers anymore. So um, in other words, they are not able to deliver the expected functional and emotional needs. They are not relevant to consumers' lives anymore. And, and especially different, and they are lagging way behind than the current top 100. And because they are not be able to uh, set the trend or being distinctive from the competitors. So our conclusion is, in order to continue to drive your brand value growth, uh, or at least keep up with the speed. And you have to keep up with the meaning, the new meaning, not just meeting, but also beating consumers' needs and forecasting the meaning and being different and always able to set trend. Great. Probably a perfect note to tie things up for today. But a massive thank you, Doreen, as always, for giving us an insight to the world of the Brand Z Top 100 Most Valuable Global Brands and, and the amazing information that we have at Cantor that can help brands understand how to get into that Top 100 and, most importantly, how to stay there. So a huge thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Jane. Yeah, because as you said, Kantar, we are very happy to support clients and with real-time and future-proofing insight. And uh, thank you, Jane, very much. And I really enjoyed the conversation. You've been listening to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.